Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. At the heart of your job search is a mission for more. You want a career that inspires you and sparks your pursuit of truth and justice. At the FBI, we too are on a mission to find exceptional people like you. We're gathering experts from all backgrounds to help us stay ahead of threats to our nation. Your pursuit for more deserves nothing less. Visit fbijobs.gov forward slash radio. Now that Super Tuesday has passed, it is essentially down to two, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. So the choices for Democrats is either 100% unadulterated socialism with Bernie Sanders or the usual smiley face gradual socialism with Joe Biden. of America. Here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. It's all the same at Trend Chat 24-7. Appreciate you listening in either on TrendChat247.com or whatever popular podcast outlet you're using, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and others that I have no idea that I'm on. If if you're listening to one of those, thank you. Matter of fact, let me know if you're listening to something outside of those major uh, podcast outlets. I just would like to know where people are listening and not only what outlet you're using, but even where in the country or around the globe, which we I've mentioned before that seeing that the podcast is listened to in other countries which is still wild to think about um that it happens i mean personally i i I don't know maybe people are just accidentally clicking on (laughs) and just and maybe they hear my voice and they just are captivated and just 
want to hear more and next thing you know next thing you know they're uh, uh active frequent listener so but anyway i appreciate you listening and we're gonna have uh, kimberly clasett with us um we're gonna play an interview we did at cpac last week um we had a number of interviews and we're gonna do something a little different this year than we did in previous years as opposed to like playing all the interviews or at least as many as possible for one episode we're just going to space it out so because we didn't do that many for one and i just feel it's it'll be better um for each you know for each person that i interview to just have one whole episode um to, you know dedicated to them as opposed to just trying to bunch all these interviews together so that being said the first one going to be with uh, Kimberly Clayson she's running for Congress in uh, Maryland and we're going to talk about that and also um, in these interviews at CPAC I asked I think I asked everyone um, a question based on a theme of CPAC which was America versus socialism so um with that on my mind it's uh, kind of made it easier for me to <laughs> to just i guess to say what i said in the beginning about you know with bernie sanders and joe biden and so anyway with that so super tuesday like i mentioned has already passed and um you you uh, well you had uh let me see pete Buttigieg, um well elizabeth warren just um dropped out as well today as of this recording uh, Mike Bloomberg I think it was uh, yesterday a couple of days ago and so it's a I say essentially down to um, Sanders and Biden Tulsa Gabbard is still you know in, still in apparently I mean, so she hasn't announced that she has dropped out but she's so far down on in the polls that it doesn't seem like um, she's going not going to be a, a real contender um, so that being said, I guess everyone maybe just waiting for her to drop out. Then again, I guess she really doesn't have to. <laughs> I mean, she's un- unfortunately for her, she's not much of a threat, but still, she can still she can stay in, and it's not like she's gonna. Um, I guess she's not gonna um, take away vo- um, delegates from the others. Uh, the other two being Sanders and Biden, but anyway, that's why I said it's essentially down to two. So um, I guess we'll—I don't know how many more debates they had. I haven't watched not one of, one of these debates from from the Democrats because I may watch now, given that it'll be two or maybe three. I don't know if Tulsa will even be uh, qualified to get on the stage now, but um, but I may watch it now because before when it was like over. 10 like 15 i'm like what's the point it's um might well just wait till it get close to the end well maybe i just wait till the actual you know when they decide on a nominee and just watch it between whoever the nominee is whether it's sanders or biden against trump that would be entertaining i definitely would want to see that so now one thing like i mentioned um on on social media yesterday when talking about Mike Bloomberg, when he dropped out, is that you know, I mean, Bloomberg's a billionaire, so but you know, the, the story was going around that he spent over 500 million dollars on ads and 
all he won was American Samoa <laughs> as far as delegates go. Um, I think that's all. And I mean, yeah, it's funny, and it is. <laughs> they, you know, basically just wasted five hundred million dollars for nothing, really. And as I said on my post, you know, to a billionaire like Bloomberg, I mean, it's a drop in the bucket, really. In a way, I mean, five hundred million is still five hundred million. That is a lot of money, but it's not like he's gonna be hurting that much over it. <laughs> and so. That being said, someone like that who was so was so anti Second Amendment, who was who still is actually. I mean, it's not like he's going to stop his crusade to try to take away our right to bear arms. But he, that was like one of his priorities as a um, presidential candidate is to. I guess to take care of the quote-unquote gun problem by basically taking away our rights to um, to guns to have, to have our guns, and um, and to have someone like that lose money, you know, I'm just glad he lost money, lost you know, wasted time, wasted resources, and all that on this. I mean, five hundred million still five hundred million. It's a, I mean, it's a it's a five hundred million that didn't go to every town or, or something else that would try to take away our rights to um to bear arms so it's always good to see that happen i mean to be honest all of these candidates i'm i would be glad to see them lose because essentially their their platform is to just to trample on our freedoms and because that's what they're planning to do if they if any of these candidates i don't care if it's sanders biden even tulsi um i know there's this notion that tulsi gabbard i mean like i said she's so far down the polls but still it's like this little um facade about tulsi gabbard that she may be a little bit of a moderate which is not true she's just as radical as the rest of them anyway but um yeah whether it's her Buttigieg, any of them that, that would have been the nominee um, their administration would have been would have been advocating for taking away our freedoms twenty four seven, and th- whether that's their four or eight years, they they will be in office. And so, yeah, whenever they lose whatever position, I'm glad that they're losing because that's mean they're not in a, in a position of power to take away our rights because that's basically that's their platform is just by using the government to take away everything all sorts of uh, individualism and just make everything towards the government i mean everything it the answer to their problems the answer to everyone's problem in their eyes is the government and our rights they can care less about so so like i said with like we're down to two and now you know we'll see where this goes how long either one is going to last before one drops out and um and then i guess we'll be marching toward the general and anyway i know 
on top of Super Tuesday, um, you also had a bunch of primaries uh, for the for the Republican Party. It's funny because, I mean, obviously all the attention is going to go towards the you know the Democrats and who they're going to choose for their nominee and uh, for Super Tuesday. But on the flip side of that, on the Republican side, you had all these um, races that were going on for you know you name it you know senator uh representative state representatives and all that and those don't the, you know they don't get nearly as much attention but um but they're all were important too and anyway i may i guess i may get a little bit into that and but first uh let's hear a word from our friends with the founding project and also again we'll have our interview with the uh, or Kimberly Clasic coming up shortly. This is Trend Chat. Hello to fans of Trend Chat and Brian Bledsoe. The Founding Project, an education nonprofit dedicated to civics, invites you to visit our brand new website. Visit us at thefoundingproject.com. Be a part of the civics movement with The Founding Project. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Hey, everybody, it is Chad Prather, host of The Chad Prather Show. You are listening to Trend Chat with my man, Brian Bledsoe. Come on with it. We here at Trend Chat appreciate culture of life as they seek to celebrate life through the world of fashion. And if you go to col1972.com and put in the code Trend Chat, you get 10% off your purchase. Again, that is col1972.com and put in the code Trend Chat for 10% off on your purchase. We here at Trend Chat truly appreciate their support. All right, so like I said, and um, with Super Tuesday going on, I guess one thing, reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I don't think I don't think people really understand when it comes to these primaries, at least. I mean, regardless of which, whatever side you're you're on, in this case, um. Because a lot of times when these primaries are going on, you, you, you may have someone that is, <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that, but my phone, microphone just fell over. <laughs> that was the first, what was that about? Anyway, <laughs> ah, very professional, Brian, very professional. <laughs> that, I mean, it just straight fell over. Anyway, that was weird. <laughs> So, back to what I was saying, and before I even get into that again, <laughs> um, just to let you know, we're broadcasting here in Michigan, and I guess one reason why I want to mention that is because, <laughs> I don't know, the, the weather outside is kind of, um, is very windy, and I, sh- I don't know, I shifted a little bit because the wind hit the truck some kind of way to make... <laughs> Oh no! It was enough to make the microphone 
fall over anyway <laughs> but um like i said these so the primaries that were going on um one thing people don't really you know i don't think realize is that that is the time to really vote for someone that you you know really reflect your values in a way because um a lot of times you may have someone um in office that so let's say for instance if uh for republicans or whatever um someone that you know is not very consistent um doesn't really vote conservative uh, values a lot um and but they've been in office for decades in some cases and primary is the opportunity to um you know get them out of office but a lot of times that that's when uh, these primaries tend to go unnoticed and so these in incumbents just stay in office <laughs> for years and years and years so i'm saying that because that's kind of what happened i mean it happens all the time incumbents are very hard to replace to you know um to vote out in these primaries mainly because of the reason i just mentioned uh very low turnout um and unless it's a you know presidential year um it just it, it's very difficult to motivate people to go out to the polls and <clears throat> which the incumbents really um thrive on that <laughs> and you know i'm i'm not anti you know incumbent you know i'm not like every incumbent should be replaced but i would say um for majority of of the incumbents I, i'm i tend to um not vote for the incumbent for the most part mainly because a lot of times the whoever that incumbent is they they tend to be more influenced by Washington and you know up being up there in DC in the swamp as you as you may you know say and they tend to reflect more of big government and growing government as opposed to being for limited government and especially some of those that run on that they're They'll be on the campaign, be on the stump saying that they're, oh, I'm for conservative values. I'm for limited government, blah, blah, blah. And then especially after a couple of years, a couple of maybe, like I said, decades, you see their record and they just constantly, you know, uh, voting for more spending, more growth and all that and, 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 and on and on. And so anyway, all that being said, primary time is the time where you can have the opportunity to change that but unfortunately a lot of people don't really um pay enough attention to that and so we just keep getting what we what we're getting <laughs> so i did not plan to be um to, <laughs> to even talk about that but it's just something that um um that i notice i mean i notice it every time actually when this this time of year comes around for primaries so <clears throat> anyway just gonna um, go straight into t you know talk a little bit about CPAC because that was last week and like I said we did a couple of interviews there where we're gonna play over the next couple of weeks and I guess one thing um, this was my fifth year 
at CPAC and and I mean it's always fun um, just to run into you know old friends and meeting some new ones and and whatnot and being on media row and and um yeah it, it's and also being you know in the in the room for the speeches and breakout sessions and and, and on and on i guess one thing this year was a little bit different for me because you know we're part of the media so we can only go to our our media section to be in the main um, the general um, session, the main ballroom to watch where that, that's where you know, Vice President Pence and President Trump, where all the main speeches are in in the um, uh, general session, the main ballroom. And so the setup that they had this year was kind of weird for it, if you were media. <laughs> so they had this like huge um, like <laughs> um stand in front in front of us where you it was so big the way you couldn't really see the stage um it was just like uh, um these like bleachers that they built in the middle of the of the room and so if you was in media you were, were essentially watching it on tv because they had the screen on the other side of it but you couldn't actually see the stage um not the full a full view of the stage put it that way and you know, a lot of times I used to just stay in the media um, media section and watch it, and watch the speeches and whatnot. But when I saw that setup, I was like, I mean, like I said, you pretty much are watching it on TV. And if you go walk around Media Row, there are monitors um, uh, around there. You can watch it while you walking around um, Media Row. So. I didn't even stay in there a lot uh, for that reason. So then that was, that was unfortunate. I kind of made it, and like I said, it made it so difficult to actually see the full stage and all that. But like, you know, we're media. So, and uh, I don't know how everyone else felt. Cause also they had kind of like these bleachers set up in the, in the back behind the media as well, you know, to um, give more capacity. So more people can, um, can be inside the, the ballroom and I don't know how those people felt because they were behind us so I know they couldn't see the stage either <laughs> so I don't know um, I, I guess that section that they built in the middle were for VIPs I really don't know uh, I, I didn't ask what that part was it was funny because <laughs> President Trump actually brought it up in his speech like, I'm like who are these people in the middle <laughs> I think he said something like, "Y'all must be important people because y'all got like you know had them up, <laughs> up like above because it was like a bleachers and it's like a little section, and it was just uh, you know elevated a, in a way. Anyway, that was just one thing I kind of noticed, and also another thing when um, Vice President um, Pence spoke, there was um, some sort of security issue. I don't know what was going on." I mean, if you were in the room and if you never left, you had no idea as far as what was going on. But if you left, like there was a whole bunch of security um, holdups, I guess, in a way. We were kind of in lockdown for a couple of hours. So I guess because the vice president was still in the building and he was doing things. And and so when which is normal at um, any event 
when either the president or vice president is in the building, um, they uh, they limit where you can, you know, walk around for security reasons. And, you know, man, it makes sense. It just this time it was a little bit longer than usual. <laughs> so uh, like a couple of hours longer, actually. And where, you know, we were kind of stuck in um, this little limbo where you couldn't go here, but you couldn't go back inside. And but and it was you couldn't go upstairs or you couldn't go to this area um, like they had an exhibit hall, but you couldn't go in there. It was kind of it was it was a house. It was a hassle for a couple of hours. Um, matter of fact, in the interview I'm about to play with uh, Kimberly, you're going to we're going to talk about that because we did the interview in the middle of that going on <laughs> so um but also i remember um so they had a play um between with uh, uh christy swanson and dean kane playing uh peter Shruck and lisa page um and it, it it was a play that was basically them reading the text between the two <laughs> and i was watching it and i was thinking no, I mean I know they've done this before, but I mean, do they have they ever done it? Because I've never seen the play or uh, anything, seen any pictures of the play. But if they had like a whole set in costumes, <laughs> because what they did at CPAC, they were just you know just reading it. Um, it was a dramatic reading, but they were still just reading it. But like I could just imagine if they had like a set, some costumes and everything else. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like the speeches were were good and um the breakout sessions and obviously i couldn't attend all of them and in the midst of doing interviews and and whatnot but um as always like i said i had a had a great time and um you know we're gonna uh get to our interviews and in the next couple of weeks pretty much for the month of march it's gonna be just some of those interviews from from cpac so we're, so we're gonna go ahead and play an interview with uh, with Kimberly. Matter of fact, you know, we're gonna gonna hear a word from Politics, and it's really gonna may have a um, there's a reason for that, which you will hear in the interview. Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host Brian Bledsoe. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat, also contributor at Politichicks.com, here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, with over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com, and it's also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Hello, this is Trent Chat, and we are very pleased to have Kimberly Klasik with us. She is running for U.S. Congress in the state of Maryland, correct? Yes, it is, District 7. All right, and also a fellow, I guess a former political contributor like myself. So I uh, just want to bring her on and talk about her campaign and I guess some other things. How are you doing? I'm doing good today. How are you? So uh, first, let's ask about your campaign. Uh, one, what inspired you to run and 
How's the campaign going? Yeah, so I've been working with my nonprofit for over eight years in the Baltimore City area, and I've always noticed that a lot more could be done. Um, I then started paying attention to all the federal funds that were being poured into the area, uh, millions, in some cases, billions of dollars, and I could just see, you know, over an eight-year span, nothing was being improved in some of the impoverished areas. Um, so I was, you know, really concerned on why that was, uh, especially since I was working uh, at getting women employed, right? So we ended up getting over 200 women gainfully employed. 30% went on to be financially independent, but to me that wasn't enough. Um, so over the summer, uh, in July actually, uh, I took my camera down to West Baltimore area and I decided to show the blight, um, the trash, you know, illegal dumping is a huge problem in Baltimore City, um, and then just the living conditions in general. Uh, at that time, Congressman Cummings was doing the oversight committee hearings on the conditions at the southern border, and he was talking about how the southern border, you know, could use some work, and so I said, you know what, so could your own backyard. <laughs> so I uploaded those videos. It was about a week that went by. Um, I talked about it on Fox and Friends, and then President Trump happened to be watching that morning, and it, you know, started a tweet storm against Cummings and everyone else, you know, Baltimore officials, and asking, where's all the money that you're getting in federal funds? I know you're getting it, because we're sending it up, but what's going on? And so, you know, with that, I just kept doing interviews with people living in the area, and I, I was just so curious. I was like, you know, how long has it been like this? And they were telling me for years. And so, you know, Congressman Cummings, you know, God rest his soul, he passed away. And, you know, he'd been sitting in that seat for over 20 years. Uh, prior to that, Kwasi and Fume had the seat, and it's been a Democratic seat since 1953. So I thought, you know what, I'm not going to just talk to talk. I'm going to walk to walk. And so I decided to throw my hat in the ring. All right, and at this point, uh, has the, your primary passed? Or is it, it's just straight to the general right now? Yep, so we're doing a special election, so we're going to fill out the rest of Congressman Cummings' term, right, before the actual election in November. So I won the primary on February 4th. There were eight of us Republicans. There were 24 Democrats. Kwasi Fume, who had the seat prior to Cummings, he won on the Democratic side. And so April 28th is a special general, and so we'll go toe-to-toe -to -toe on that date. Well, all right, so... The question I've been asking everyone is theme for CPAC is America versus socialism. And I just guess I want to ask you, in your opinion, how have we gotten to this point? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's kind of like, you know, you ever see it's, it's history repeating itself, right? You remember the hippie days when everybody was hanging out, you know, smoking marijuana, and they're like, dude, we need more from our government, right? We need this for free. We deserve that. And I think it's almost like history repeating itself. So now here we are in 2020, and we're asking for student loan forgiveness. We're asking for all these things. But, you know, I, I can hold up a blank sheet of paper and say, this is how much the government actually owes you, right? Nothing. <laughs> so um, I think some people don't understand that sometimes less government is more. And, you know, I, I go out and I talk about conservative values all the time. I actually went to go speak at a couple schools last week, the Murray School here in D.C., um, and just telling people, you know, if you can actually take control of your own destiny, you can actually go a lot further. When you start depending on the government, you can only go but so far. And I think some people love, like, the whole free health care situation. That sounds great, and I want everyone to have health care. But at the same time, what does that look like, right? We already know vets, they get free health care. But they're telling us it's not that great of a program. And I think sometimes when government gets involved, sometimes it's a good thing. But most of the time, it's not so good. And so if we want to be able to continue as, you know, just American citizens and having the way the country has always been, where you're free, the land of the free, to do what you want and, and have go for your dreams and the opportunities, I think we should continue to do that. So 
we're here at CPEC, as I mentioned. So, what? Um, I guess, what all are you doing here? Are you speaking or what? Yeah, so I, I'm not speaking at CPAC. I have a table downstairs uh, for my congressional race. Um, but I'm also, you know, hitting up uh, Media Row here shortly. I know we're waiting for our, president, our Vice President Mike Pence uh, to leave the building. I know. Uh, but, but for people that don't know, right now we're all kind of like stuck in the middle here. And it's like it's the whole security thing. So just letting, you, just letting y'all know. Yeah, we are in lockdown right now. But, you know, as soon as he leaves, I'm going to, you know, hit up Media Row. And, and then I'll go back down to my table and meet some more people. So I'm excited about this. And, you know, day two out of four days of fun, right? So it's good. And talking about, like I said, this theme that's going on and, unfortunately, like this threat of socialism. So in for 2020 in general, like, what, what do you see as far as how do you, how do you think this is going to play out at the end? Yeah. At least for the general election. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, it looks like Bernie Sanders is a front runner. I don't know. I guess, you know, by Super Tuesday we'll understand a little bit more. Um, but to me, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to really buy into that. You know, I think a lot of times what we see on the media is uh, very um, polarizing, right? Because that's what brings ratings. So you got someone that's way far left. They get a lot of TV time. Way far right. They get a lot of TV time. But in general, I think across America, we're all pretty moderate. You know, I don't think we're anyone's really at that extreme. And so I think some people are, are polling high for Bernie Sanders, but at the same time, it's like, what are their options? You know, you got Biden, who's making a lot of flubs these days. He doesn't seem like he's completely with it anymore. Um, you got Mayor Pete, who's, I guess, had some problems back in, you know, the, the city where he is the mayor, you know, and in Indiana, I believe, right? Yeah, so, you know, they all have issues. Uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, you know, some of these people just need to retire at this point. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you look at President Trump, he's hard to beat. You know, you, you got a, an economy doing well. You got record low unemployment numbers. Um, you know, living in the Baltimore area, the First Step Act and prison reform that was huge for us. You know, when people come home uh, from being incarcerated, they need those skills and training to go back to work, and so that's big from where I'm from. So I think it's going to be tough to beat President Trump, but you know, if Bernie Sanders becomes the the nominee on the Democratic side, um, I think I can rest easy at night knowing Trump is going to win in November. All right. So if people want to know more about your campaign and want to reach out on social media, where would it go? Yep, KimKForCongress.com. You can follow me on Twitter, KimKBaltimore, uh, Facebook, and Instagram, Kimberly Klasik. All right, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Hey, I'm Amy Robbins. And I'm Emily Valentine. And we are not, not your, your average, average gun, gun girls. girls. And you're listening to Trun Chat with Brian Bledsoe. We here at Trenchat, we are proud to be part of the 1776 Militia. Check out 1776united.com. They have a wide array of clothing, hats, shirts, art, and more that is fiercely patriotic and stylish to match. Go to 1776united.com, and if you put in the code TRENCHAT, you get 20% off your first purchase. Again, 1776united.com, put in the code TRENCHAT for 20% off. Yep, and thanks to Kimberly for joining us. And <clears throat> as I mentioned <laughs> before I played the interview, uh, we both were contributors at Politichicks. And that was my first time uh, meeting her in person. So, um, again, it was uh, glad for her to, uh, to join us. And so next week we'll have more interviews i don't know which one i'm going to play so i'm i guess uh you're just going to have to <laughs> have to wait until i 
make that announcement on next Wednesday. So I appreciate everyone listening. Um, you know, we're here on trenchat247.com. And yeah, we just appreciate everyone listening in. Like, share, and subscribe. All that jazz, you know. But uh, <laughs> next week, I know we're going to have one eye interviews. I don't know what in particular. So, that being said, that's it for this episode. I'm going to get off here and, and post the interview and I guess do some TikTok videos. <laughs> All right. Until next week, we'll chat with you later. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store Kohl's account for details. When it comes to working at GEICO, our best advocates are our employees, like Maxine. But since she is so focused on growing her career, we hired an actor to read her story. At GEICO, I love mentoring the new associates to help them make this a career and not just a job. And with new opportunities and job stability, GEICO has been helping people grow their careers for over 75 years. The only downside? She still hasn't met the gecko. Where are you, fella? Ready to start your career, Fredericksburg? We're hiring claim sales and service agents. Apply online today at geico.job slash Fredericksburg.